Whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Rumpreneur Vlog. We're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. It is a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take around about 11 years to accomplish, so plenty of time to raise that money. I'm going to commit to run vlogging on consecutive days, a minimum of five kilometres per day, and I'm even going to do it barefoot style. So for those regulars who know that when I vlog, I vlog about my passions, which are entrepreneurship and running, and most importantly, how these topics link together to help people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism. Now it is a beautiful morning today. The sun is shining, seven or eight degrees, very little breeze, so lovely running conditions today. And it is um, Sunday run day where we talk about all things running. And today's topic is the best places to store your phone when you run. So please support this epic challenge by subscribing and sharing and liking, and let's get started. So, the phone, our smartphones, are such an important part of our daily lives these days. You have kind of access to everything in your pocket. And uh, that's not really too dissimilar when it comes to exercise or running. The apps that are available allows you to track your performance, you know, get GPS location information, you know, so many reasons why you should carry your smartphone or smart device whilst you run. You know, if you want to track your performance and improve, you need some, you know, some program to do it. And so many of these apps are completely free these days. So why wouldn't you carry your phone when you run? Okay, so that's kind of the, the general consensus of why people carry their smartphone is, uh, it's for one of those reasons, you know, location-related information. So they don't get lost, maybe for emergencies they want to call, maybe for tracking their performance and improvement levels, they need the ability to do that. And our, our, our smart devices these days has the capability to do all those things and far more. Listen to music is obviously another big one, or audio books, the list goes on and on. They become an ever-essential part of you as a walking, talking human being is having your smart device on you at all times. <laughs> you even get people that take them in the shower with them because they're waterproof now. So this is just part and parcel of, of the life we live today and how technology advancements have supposedly made our lives easier. But I want to talk to you today about the best places to hold your smartphone or smart device when you run because there are some negatives to this. Now, first and foremost, that, uh, many of the, several of the negatives are that A, smartphones, although some of them are very small and compact, the most capable ones on the market, you know, if you want usage of the big screens and all that side of things, are getting progressively bigger as well. And with size comes weight. And with weight becomes issues, especially if you're doing something like running. And the reason I say this is when you're running is, um, I mean, I've got a lot of experience in this because of everything I carry when I run. I'm just going past someone, so just bear with me a second. Morning. So the issue with running is that it's a, a rhythmic sport, okay? And uh, 
the idea is, is it's all about running economy, running efficiency, using as little energy as possible for maximum performance. That's what you're trying to achieve. Extra weight is going to slow you down. You might think that's ridiculous, but it does. And two, most importantly, you don't want weight on one side of your body because otherwise it's the equivalent of, you know, if I, I'm holding this camera at the moment, you probably can't see it because it's an invisible selfie stick. You might see that my right hand looks a bit squished. Now that's because that's the stitch line and it's hiding me holding this camera. Okay, that's the technology that I'm, I'm holding. But when I'm running with it and it's, and it's compact without recording my vlog, I'm holding it on my left hand side. So this hand. Okay, so I'm trying to equal out the amount of time I'm carrying the weight on either side of my body. Otherwise, it's the equivalent of, of carrying an, uh, an arm or a leg weight on one side of your body. So what's gonna happen is when you're running, that's a marginal difference. And that's gonna mean your body is gonna compensate for that difference. And ultimately, you'll have one side of your body stronger than the other, or one side weaker than the other. And if you have a, an element of weakness with a re repetition, rhythmic-based sport like running, you're enhancing your likelihood of getting injured. Sounds crazy, but it's so true. <laughs> you know, if you run, well, just trust me, just run for a year. Well, don't, I don't recommend you do this at all. But if you ran for a, a year with a smart device or something on one side of your body, I guarantee you that your body would have compensated for that in some way, factoring in that weight. So you're, the side you're holding that device on will be stronger than the other. Okay, and then you, you may get risk of injury, certainly on the weaker side, because the other side is stronger, the other one, so it's heavier than the other side, the muscle mass might be heavier, so you're running on almost like a, a, a tilt, or a lean towards one side, and if you've got something slightly out of sync with running and you're doing the repetition, it will increase the likelihood of injury. Okay, so size and weight of the device is a key consideration. Okay, I talked to you about balance, okay? So, first and foremost, my recommendation here today is to get a smart watch, okay? The weight is significantly lower. It's no different to, I have two smart watches. I have a Fitbit uh, Inspire HR on my right-hand wrist, and I have an Apple Watch Series 6 on my left-hand wrist, okay? And the Apple Watch is my go-to for all my apps because it's basically like a little iPhone on my wrist. It weighs next to nothing, and I've counteracted that with a, with a, a Fitbit HR Inspire, or, or Inspire HR on my right-hand wrist, so I've got a similar level of, of weight. I do have a very, very light heart rate monitor on my left, left-hand uh, forearm, which is obviously, again, slightly a slight consideration, but overall, I'm very teeny tiny, we're talking grams, you know, one or two grams difference in terms of my, my, my weight distribution across my body when I run. The biggest issue is the camera, okay? It's quite a heavy duty thing. So when I do longer distance stuff, I'm constantly switching every five minutes or so, so that each side gets an equal amount of time with the camera so that I'm not strengthening one side of my body against the other and increasing my risk of injury. So back to the, the common question. So my recommendation is, morning is to go with a smartwatch of some kind, but appreciate that they can be expensive in addition to into, um, as a smart device that you, 
you have maybe in your in your phone. So um, if, if if finance is an issue and you still want to stick with your, your your phone, have the following considerations. Like I've said, weight distribution. Okay, on one side, balance, size of, of the device. Okay. So the other considerations you need is, are you needing to see the screen of your smartphone? Okay, that's a, that's a big one. You might want to see to turn, um, you know, to flick songs on, or, or it might be that you, you need it to look at a map or some kind. So the first question you need to ask yourself, do you need to see it? Because if you do, that eliminates lots of places you can store a phone. I mean, you see loads of people have them on, you know, arm straps, okay? Again, I've used them before, I'm pretty much against them, especially with the, the bigger size. Even though they're really compact, you do feel the weight on one side. If you feel the weight and it's noticeable, that's going to have an impact on your running technique and form. So I'd steer clear of, of arm straps. I see some people with leg straps. Okay, again, steer clear of them, in my opinion. Okay, so anything that's going to put you heavier on one side of your body, steer clear of, in my honest opinion. Okay, if you need to see it, you're going to need something that goes on the chest here, predominantly, okay? Um, so basically, there's some, there's some kind of like rucksack style things where you have like a, a harness of some kind that allows you to flip your phone open and closed, keeps it waterproof under kind of a pl you know, plastic perspex style covering, which is still touchscreen sensitive. So it allows you to flip it down, control it and flip it back up. That's a really cool method. I've seen that come out. There's a several suppliers that offer that these days. So it's like a front facing. You'll also get lots of your endurance running harnesses that have got space for gels and, and, and water supplies, fluids, etc. Having that additional pocket nowadays for smartphone. Because especially on the you know, long distance where you're venturing out into the wilderness, it's really, really handy having that ability to glance at a map. Okay, but again, I have a smartwatch, I use a, an app called um, Work Outdoors, I think it's called. I'll, I'll check on that, or, work, or Go Work Outdoors, I think it might be called, called. And it's got like over 300 different data points that you can pull from. It has a, a real-time map, like a GPS that I look at my watch and I can see. You can track routes, you can add routes to it. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you can do with a watch these days. So you don't need that, that big map in extreme circumstances. So. I can go anywhere. I don't even need my phone anymore. I can pay with my watch, make calls with my watch. I can do so many things. I still have a watch because, I have a phone, sorry, because there's so many things I do use it for in work-related activity. But there's so much more I can do with the watch now than ever before. So, like I say, if you need to see it, something that kind of comes here. The other one that's a very good one is a, a waist-related harness of some kind. I use a flip belt for when I run marathon races to store my gels so it doesn't move very much and you can easily store a smartphone in there however you're not going to be able to see it or use it without it being quite fiddly whilst you're running so if you need to view it that wouldn't be really be a viable option the other one there's a lot of especially if you're a female there's a lot of sports bras etc with a, at the back of behind your neck like a little insert into the back of the sports bra where you can slip a, a, um, a phone into in fact, that's a really cool place uh, to have it because, again, it's, it's high up and it's, it's not pulling your weight in too many situations. If you've got, the, the chest is probably the optimum because the running performance, your, your, your perfect form is you're supposed to be leaning slightly forward 
over your knees, okay? So not too far over your knees, but slightly ahead. So you're almost leaning forward, getting pulled very slightly forward when you run. That is the perfect stance. So if it's in your back, it might be pulling you back a little bit. If it's on your chest, it'll probably be giving you a little bit of extra pull to forward. So again, you have to watch out any strain on your back or front muscles, depending on where you have it as a consideration. Waist is always a good one because generally it's a really solid core part of your body and you're gonna, it's, you're kind of very centrally, it's like the pivot point of your body. So you're not gonna get much pull in any direction there. So for weight distribution, it's probably the best in your, in your waist, waistline for user, usability, your, your front or your chest, back is another viable option as well. The other one is you often get behind your shorts, you get at the back of running shorts, you get a zip pocket that's usually made to host a, a, a smartphone. So again, you don't need a wrist, wrist uh, a waist harness. You can slip your phone in there nicely. And again, it's around your waist, so the weight distribution is going to be really good. <laughs> it's not going to cause you too much adverse issues when you run. So behind, you know, just above your, your backside is normally a little pocket on decent running shorts that will store a smartphone. And again, one thing you want to worry about on your waist and your, and your, and your backside is to make sure that it's really tight and compressed so it doesn't move around a lot. Otherwise, it feels like you've, you've had a big meal and, you, and your meal's rub, you know, wobbling about whilst you run, which is a horrible feeling and sensation. So um, make sure it's tight fitting in that situation. <laughs> so I think I've covered most of the places now that you can store a phone and what I'd steer clear of and what I would advise, always less is more with running. The less <laughs> you're holding or carrying, <laughs> the better, in my honest opinion. And smartwatches these days, there's very little you can't do from a running perspective. That I can't think of a single thing that I would want from my watch, from my from my phone, that I wouldn't have on my watch. I mean, you could say, oh, it'd be cool to run and have a look at my social media. I can I can get my social media messages. I can't necessarily scroll social media on my watch, but so that's maybe one thing. But I don't use that much social media, so it doesn't really affect me other than uh, for business purposes. So uh, I can't really think of any other, other thing that I'd need that uh, a, smart, what a smartphone would give me over my smartwatch. You know, all the sensors I'm getting through my watch. Um, the only thing I do use is an external heart rate monitor because I find the accuracy of a wrist-based uh, heart rate monitor on a smartwatch not as accurate. And if you're heart rate training, accuracy is really, really key. Um, but again, that's not going to make any difference because a phone's not going to give you that at all. A watch can monitor your heart rate, a phone can't. So again, so there's another, another reason to potentially use a, a watch over a phone. But like I say, a lot of beginners in particular will run with, with phones. So it's just important to take these considerations um, when making that decision of what you're going to purchase in terms of clothing to carry your smart device with you. So I hope that's been useful I've told you about you know the reasons people are generally going to be carrying a smart device when they run some of the reasons why they do that I've talked to you about you know the issues around carrying a smart device and the considerations to take into into, into you know, when making that decision on how you're going to carry that smart device I've also explained what I use and my experience I've tried smartphones and I now have a setup that's very minimalistic but super, super capable, which, uh, which I love to use when I run. So uh, hopefully that's really useful. Hopefully it's given you a lot of food for thought and hopefully, you never know, 
I might have contributed to stopping future injuries, which would be an amazing thought. So anyway, that's pretty much it for me today. If you've got any questions on this stuff, drop me a comment. I'll respond to everyone. If it's a bigger topic, I'll do a separate vlog episode and I'll tag you in. Um, please check the links in my bios to keep up to date with this epic fundraising challenge to raise a million pounds for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days, the distance of one lap around the world. And uh, support it as best you can. Even if you can't support it financially, subscribe to the channel. Even if you don't watch it, subscribing increases the reach, which means I can reach more potential people who are going to financially support the challenge. So sharing the content and subscribing can go such a long way. So any help you can give, I would truly be grateful. And all I have to say is that the content I vlog about is always geared around entrepreneurship and running and how it links together with helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise, or in my case, run vlogging as a release mechanism to help people deal with the daily, weekly pressures in the form of stress and have this ability to kind of process what's happened, clear their head, you know, gain clarity, refocus and move on. If you don't have that release mechanism, it's like pressure building up in a pipe. And in this case, if you don't release the pressure, those stresses will evolve into overwhelm because you're going to get more and more stresses being added to your head every single day and at some point you'll get overwhelmed where you've got too many things going on and it almost causes you to have a seizure where you freeze you've got too many things going on you don't know where to start and you procrastinate and then very very quickly it will evolve to panic and anxiety and when you're at that stage you're flirting with the edge of mental health issues which clearly we want to avoid and uh, in this scenario if you don't release it when you get to panic stage the pipe's going to burst, okay? When the pipe bursts, that is mental health breakdown, okay, which clearly you want to avoid. Now, I've been there, okay? I've lost multiple businesses because of these reasons. I've lost business partners. I've almost been bankrupt. And it is the darkest place you can possibly go to. And I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. It is so horrendously bad. And there's no coincidence that since I found my release mechanism, which is this this run, running vlog, okay? Over the past 12 months, as I'm approaching my one year anniversary, I've um, made more pro progress in all facets of my life than I have done in the previous four to five years. Okay, so there's so much social proof this stuff works. And my pledge to you is that if you are struggling with this, drop me a message, okay? Um, at the moment, I'm offering one-to-one -one support to people. So if you're struggling with this, there's no catch, by the way. Runpreneur vlog is not for profit. So it's always free. So we'll jump on a call. I'll give you a step-by-step -step guide on how we can get you back on the right path. Okay, and I know this stuff works because I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years do exactly that. Okay, so help is always available. It's often for free. You just have to be prepared to ask and it's often easier to ask a stranger than nearest and dearest. So please know that that option is there and available to you should you need it. So that's pretty much it for me today. As always, please check out the links in the bios, support the challenge, even if it is just subscribing to the content and sharing it. Um, it doesn't have to be financial, although financial donations are super important when you're trying to reach a million pounds, but just help any way you can, support the challenge, and we can make a massive difference to the children's lives that need it the most. So that's it for me today. I'll leave you as always. Stay positive, stay happy. I'll see you tomorrow.